Hello and welcome to episode nine of Two Guys Zero Planners. This happens to be our first episode of 2019. So, Urban, how are you doing this morning? Good. I, for once, have a coffee in my hand, so that improves things considerably. <laughs> how about you? Um, well, I finished both cups of coffee about 20 minutes ago um, while I was doing show notes ahead of schedule for a change. So I'm good on the coffee, but I don't have anything to drink during the episode. Hmm. So it needs to be a short one. <laughs> um, looking at what we've got in the show notes, I don't think it's going to be short. Well, through the magic of podcasting, you could, of course, just stand up and get something to drink and no one would notice. If it hits that point, I may. It depends on if I start coughing or not. Yeah. Before we get into the fun, though, this episode is brought to you by our fine folks over at Penchley. want to thank Ron and Penchley for sponsoring Two Guys Zero Planners. And start your 2019 off right by taking advantage of fast free shipping on all orders over $50 two-for-one ink points on the 24th of every month, and just ink points in general, so you can get free ink every time you hit, what is it, 25 points, so $250 worth of purchase at Penchley, which, believe me, if you're a pen addict like us, you'll hit that really quick. The best part, if you go to the radio podcast link at the top of the page and enter two guys in the radio podcast section, you unlock site-wide 10% off. So head on over to penchley.com and take advantage of some killer deals. So, you did some stuff with some ink. I did, yeah. So, your sample in the dog poop bag arrived. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still, still on the fence about how I feel towards my local post office for making me, like, cut open the saran wrap that I had. and It was a lot better wrapped before it got to you. Ah, it was fine. There was no leakage. So good. Yeah. So that I, I had to ink it up right away. So I put it into one of my twisties. And yeah, I have to say that's a really, really cool color. And it also, it seems to be fairly wet. And I may just need to buy a bottle when this runs out. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to do that. The only problem is you're going to have to find someone who can mule you a bottle because I think you actually have to show up in person to the store to pick up a bottle of Eternal Blue. Yeah, I know. Well, you can get it for um, for uh, on eBay as well if you really want to. I haven't checked the eBay market. Uh, is it still reasonable? I don't know. It's, it says something like 37 US dollars or so. That's not bad. I mean, we got lucky and I only paid like $18, $20 for mine. But I remember a time uh, when I was still doing BYOB that it was going for almost $60 a bottle. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, this, is, this is an extra fine nib, so it will take a while. And you gave me a generous sample. So there's still time <laughs> until it runs out. I believe in sampling generously when I do that. <laughs> well, thank you. It's a really good ink, and those sample vials can hold, what, five and a half, six milliliter? Mm -hmm. So I figure, why not just leave a little bit of room in there for air expansion when it's traveling um, across half the world to get to you? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> just wait till you write with that on some Tomoe River paper, and you realize exactly how much of that ink shows through. 
Yeah, I I actually well, it's too dark to really look at it again. But I I maybe need to put it into a wider nib for that to really show off with the. I mean, you can you can sort of see a tiny bit of sheen there, but yeah, a wider nib would be nicer probably. Oh yeah, it, it really shows through on a wider nib. Now, um, do you have the pen close to you that you've got it inked up in? Yes. Okay, you're familiar with the smell of dry erase markers, right? Uh, yes. And okay. I'm also familiar with the smell of sailor inks. Yeah, smell the nib of the pen that you've got that inked up in really quick. Mm-hmm. You can tell that's a sailor ink. Yeah, I mean, every time I smell <laughs> it, I think I'm writing on a dry erase board. Yeah, this is... Yeah, but somehow this is the ink, the smell of every sailor ink I've found. Hmm. At least the ones I've tried. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many I have. No full bottle, just a few samples, but they all smell like that. Maybe it was because I was only using the um, Sailor Storia inks, but I didn't notice that smell in those. Yeah, maybe they are different with, I mean, they're pigmented ink, inks, right? Yeah, those are the uh, pigmented ones. It was when I was going through my everything must be permanent phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of sort of permanent, apparently uh, Pelican Edelstein Tanzanite is also sort of, I don't know if it's permanent, but it should survive some water damage. I got a bottle of that as well uh, on the same day as your sample came in and a bottle of Octopus Fluids Lindgrün. I just had to buy it because of the name. That is a very epic name. Um, <laughs> so Octopus Fluids is making inks mostly, I think, um, for printers. You can buy sort of refill kits from them to, to refill your uh, inkjet printer cartridges and stuff. And a few years ago, they also started making a line of fountain pen inks just, uh, well, according to the to their website basically just for fun back then i got a brown the brown and then i decided to get the light green because i apparently collect light green inks i have so <laughs> many <laughs> everyone has their color for me it's like turquoise yeah i mean the the green is the one i haven't tried yet uh the the tanzanite i also have have independence also it's different than than eternal blue but it's also really nice a really oh, nice yeah. color Honestly, when I looked at that picture, I thought that you had gotten the swabs mixed up because my swab of Eternal Blue actually looks like the swab that you have to have of uh, Tans Night. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting colors right is difficult anyway, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone's camera is going to be different. Yeah, me with my crappy Samsung phone. Hey, hey, I use a Samsung phone, too. Yeah, but... Yours was probably more expensive. I mean, I assume the camera is where a lot of the money goes anyway. Probably. Yeah, so I've been playing around with those. Well, they definitely look like a good trio. Is that what you're going to be using for... Oh, wait, no, no. I see it down there later in the notes, so we'll get to that later. And what's up with the uh, Clairefontaine Claire Mail? Yeah, so that is a 60 GSM uh, printer paper that is also fountain pen friendly. Uh, I had wanted to try it for a while now and then I just broke down because we ran out of paper and my kids like to uh, color in stuff and my daughter is into 
drawing anyway a lot. And then I thought, okay, let's just get this one paper for everything. And it is as rough as any other uh, standard font um, printer paper. So it's not a really smooth surface, but it is really fountain pen friendly. So there's you can basically pour the ink on it and nothing happens. So it's pretty much meant for... It's pretty much a printer paper that you would expect to find in an inkjet printer. It's got just enough tooth to absorb the ink, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Or at least catch the cartridges as, it, as it's uh, going across the paper in your printer. I guess so. I mean, you can print on Tomoe River as well. It's not like that's an issue, but yeah, it is not smooth like 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 standard fountain pen paper that we would normally use. Hmm. Okay. I may have to try some out work um one of my friends got me into a uh, really interesting setup he three he 3d printed a weird spray nozzle system attaches to um you know the dream ink ink bottles the really tiny ones uh no <laughs> they're like really tiny 10 mil bottles but he made a, a 3d printed spray hose system thing that uses a uh, Oh my goodness. One end of an of a hypodermic and it goes mm -hmm. into it and you can actually put the fountain pen ink into the small bottle. And mm -hmm. so it's like a, a DIY um well, spray can for ink. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've been messing around with that at work. <laughs> that sounds fun. Well, when you have time in between calls, sometimes you just have to kill it with art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've been so I've been playing around with that a bit. Uh, I've I mean this is now easier to print on than Tomoe River because you don't need to put in one sheet at a time, right? And yeah, I've I've printed out some four millimeter dot grid for uh, to write letters on, and maybe if I have too much time on my hands, maybe I'll finally get started with my uh, bookbinding stuff. But I don't know. Someday. Either that or you could bust out your artistic side and see how that goes. You've got the pilot parallels for it now. Yeah, uh, th those came in as well. So I, ha I had bought them before Christmas already. And then for some reason, or there was a mistake, and the seller sent me a, a rollerball, ballpoint, whatever, a pen made out of concrete instead. What? <laughs> yes. There is this uh, Stadler concrete. So this is sort of made out of, um, well, made out of concrete, basically. That just does not seem like a good design. I mean, it is really fat and I, I don't know if this would really, I don't know, it seems too big to hold. I hear pen made out of concrete and all of a sudden, okay. What? Oh my goodness, you're not kidding. It's a pen made out of concrete. Yes, and it's really fat. Anyway, so I had to send <laughs> I did send those back and then they a few days ago the the parallels finally arrived. Yeah, and they they're super fun. So they they fit on the uh Moonman pens, so the M2, the eyedropper big one mm -hmm. and the Wankai, the mini one. And then you have a uh, parallel with a, well, more normal sized body that you can carry around. 
and of course uh, i i don't know where where i saw it probably in slack and someone suggested that you can modify the nibs as well to get to make them look a bit more like 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 a folded nib basically so mm -hmm. i did bust out my sandpaper and rounded off two of those and now they they are a lot of fun wait so that six millimeter curve nib that you have there you're the one that actually you you did that by hand yes you didn't use a dremel no uh the metal is fairly soft i just used some sandpaper we had around that we used for uh, i mean stuff you use uh, if if you want to repaint uh, some furniture you sort of need to need to get off the paint first oh, nothing wow. special You did a pretty good job for a first attempt. Uh, yeah. That big eyedropper, that's like how much, I'd say, something between two and a half and three milliliters of ink. You mm -hmm. write a few pages and then that's empty already because it's so super wet. I think uh, one of Ralph's nibs um, from Regalia Writing Labs, which one was it? It was either the... It was the Ragnarok, the one where he stacked like seven or nine tines on top of each other. Mm -hmm. That thing was insane. I watched him write with it at the Chicago Pen Show, and he was going through just ungodly amounts of ink per page. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've then I don't know. I don't know where the idea came from. Uh, I started to. Uh, Uh, use a new notebook and practice this calligraphy by 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 writing out uh, pride and prejudice. I don't know. I'm I'm on page two now or something because it takes so long. Oh, okay. That's why that sounded familiar. I was reading that post and I'm like, wait, what book is that from? <laughs> it it's been at least 15 years since I read that book. Actually, no, it was 17 years because it was my sophomore year in high school. Yeah, I must admit I've never managed to completely read it. Of course, I watched the BBC series a few times, but I never got around to reading the whole book. Uh, you're not missing much. I mean, it is sort of an interesting, interesting to, to read that, that kind of English, at least for me. When you're reading the formal Queen's English, things tend to sound better. <laughs> yeah, probably. And that is probably the best attempt I will ever do at any type of British slash English voice ever. Yeah, still better than me, of course. Yeah, you could probably pull off a better English accent than I could. I don't know. Yeah, one of these days we'll find out. Maybe not today. So yeah. your your last acquisition, though, is kind of the interesting one. Why did you go with pink? Uh, well, I have a clear. Well, I and uh, um, not fully. Uh, I do. So I, this is the uh, Moonman Wankai. So and and I got this pink. I don't know how to call this material. Cracked ice. I think it's what most people would call it, right? I always call it marbled. Marbled. Yeah. Well, basically, that's the one that's available. That is not that's Just interesting. Strictly I would demonstrator. Say. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can still see through and know how much ink there's left. Right, but I mean, you're you're right about it. It doesn't look boring. It just looks very pink. I mean, it is not as pink in person as it is on that photo, right? 
<laughs> my images are seldomly are they color correct. Well, I'm just colorblind enough in certain spectrums that pink stands out like a just like a billboard that says, look at me, I'm pink. But um, yeah, I mean, it is fairly bright. That's still true. I still have yet to get one of the Moon Man pens. Everyone keeps talking about them and I have yet to get one. Well, there's they are just I don't know. They're 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 fairly well made in general. Yeah. So there, there's the, the one guy, there's this M2, and then, I don't know if it's still available, there's one made out of wood and brass, which is also a lot of fun. Ooh. But it's fairly thin. It might be too thin for you. If you compare it to a Parker 45 or a Parker 51, how thin is it? Mm, yeah. Maybe this section is about uh, comparable to a Caveco uh, Sport, I would say. Okay, that's not bad, actually. I may have to give that one a look. I don't know if it's still available. And that the nice thing about it is the section and the cap are raw uh, brass. So you get some nice discoloration. So just wait for it to get a, a good patina. Yeah. And then seal the patina in somehow. Or, or not. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't look like a bad section. Okay, yeah, that actually looks pretty cool. Well, you ended up getting quite a bit. I always do, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. I mean, there, there's more. I don't know if there's something new for the next episode, but if not for that, then for the one after. <laughs> because there's this new Pen VBS pen that came out. Uh, the Their uh, bulk filler and I got yeah, I one saw of that. Those. That looks like a, a really cool design. I may actually pick one of those up for a pen BBS video. Yeah, and and uh, th that's also the first model where they uh, they offered the uh, standard fine nibs, so without the upturn, and medium nibs. So, uh, so I got one with a medium nib. We'll have to see uh, how that writes. Aren't they also going to start offering like broad nibs and extra fine nibs as well? I thought they were actually branching out to the full nib range. Probably. I mean, I do have an extra fine. Mm -hmm. The difference to that uh, fine that comes on all other nibs is is not big. It's I, I would guess it's just the same nib without the upturn. Oh, okay. So I wasn't. I didn't really see much of a difference there. Uh, yeah, and then we'll see. I mean. It would be nice if they at some po point would offer the, the nibs just like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point where if it says broad on the nib, I'm pretty much a fan of it immediately. Uh, the cool thing about Pen VBS nibs is when they offer them as, let me find a picture, um, then they come in this uh, fun pod thing, pod slash keychain. Oh, Made wow. Of acrylic. Okay, that is really good presentation. Yeah, so you could always carry a spare nip on your keychain. I don't, don't know if that's useful, but... I'm, I'm sitting here trying to read through the comments on that post, and I'm like, I do not understand German at all. Note to self, learn how to read a different language. But that looks pretty cool. Um, pretty much since last episode, I picked up a pen... Mm -hmm. and uh, did a video on it. 
um, picked up the Esterbrook Phaeton 300R. Yeah, I, I noticed that you said that the pen was as assembled in the US, right? Didn't say made in. Um, according to the, yeah, according to the inner card, um, it says it's manufactured in the United States. But yeah, I don't know. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt that it's manufactured in the U.S., but when you and I talked about the filling system and then you showed me the picture of the filling system, I don't know. It looks yeah. like there are definitely some Chinese parts put into it, but it's a solid pen, so I'm not really going to hold it. I'm not going to hold anything against it. Doesn't mean that Indian pens are bad, right? No, not at all. I, I really like that filling system. The only problem that I found with that pen really comes down to the section. And I have the same problem with every Parker 5145 ripoff or even my Parker Fantasy 51. The fact that the section has no stop at the end, if I don't wear those gloves, my hands just go sliding right off the end of the pen. Yeah, I mean, this is this fairly, fairly thin pen. That's true, yeah. It no. really is. Um, but the nib was perfect right out of the box. I had no issues with it whatsoever, and I still have no issues with it. I've already gone through two and a half converters in a week and a half. Mm -hmm. So it's a workhorse. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I should probably go ahead and mention one thing as well. For the people listening that have seen my videos, I have to answer this at least five times per video. So I'm just going to say it now. I wear the gloves due to nerve damage on my right arm. It helps me grip the pen, and it also helps keep my hand from shaking as much. There's a reason for the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> it never fails. Every video that comes out, I get like at least four or five Discord messages or people messaging in Slack or something or else like, why are you wearing the gloves? What's up with that? And it's like, maybe I like to grip my pens a little better or maybe I like to have my handwriting be legible when I'm doing stuff on video. Well, at least people are interested, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a weird way to set myself apart, too, so might as well keep <laughs> it. <laughs> maybe you can find gloves in other colors. Probably. I mean, I'll, I'll go looking. I, I also want to get gloves that are one size smaller. That way they're not as wrinkly. Mm-hmm. I think that would look better on camera and probably be a little bit better on the compression. Yeah. That and I'm never doing a silent film ever again. Yeah, I must admit I never, I, I didn't finish watching it. That music was fairly annoying. Well, that was kind of the point. <laughs> Every time I've ever watched a silent film and I had to do that in college for one of the courses I took, it was history of cinema. Mm-hmm. And the professor had us watch like 20 or 30 silent films. It was it was annoying. But I always heard that exact same type of piano in all of them. <laughs> and I mean, you can hear it in my voice right now. My voice is still not 100 percent. But two weeks ago, it was a lot worse. And I was talking to Mike Madison, Ink Dependence, and I was talking to Michael Jacobs over on Hypothetical and Phil Olin over on Philosophical. And they were like, do a silent video, do a silent video. So I did, and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> for some things, once is enough, right? Exactly. And then for other things, you make the goal to do it for the entire year. So what are your goals for 2019? 
yeah, so my goals are intentionally uh, fairly vague because I already know that if I uh, try to uh, have goals that are f fairly strict, I'm not going to achieve them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I'd like to call them goals and not resolutions because, yeah, I never keep them anyway. I don't like the term resolution. I mean, goal is actually a better term for it because you're you're setting a bar and you're setting a bar that if you reach it, awesome, you did it. But if you attempt to reach the bar, you still did something productive. Yeah, exactly. In 2018, I tried to finish a bottle of ink. Uh, I started out with a full 80 milliliter bottle and then at some point realized that that's a bit too much. And then... <laughs> I noticed that uh, the first ever bottle I bought like uh, more than two years ago was fairly empty. So I switched to that one <laughs> and I also didn't finish it. But I now have only two pens left uh, with that ink. And so that would be the first goal to actually finish that bottle completely. <laughs> now with, with those parallel nibs, that shouldn't take long. Right maybe even in January, who knows. So that would be the first one. That's fairly easy, at least until the, to finish it until the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I want to finish another bottle. I don't know yet. I looked through what I have and I found, uh, what was it, six bottles that are sort of half empty. A lot of them are the... I mean, 30 milliliter bottles. Right. So that should be not too hard to do. So I have them on my desk and we'll see if I really want to do that. I don't know yet. Might as well. I mean, now the the uh, bottle I'm, the Verdigris that I'm currently finishing is also my ink that I uh, used to put into new pens to sort of, because I knew that, I know that ink pretty well, and if it if it writes, then the pen is fine. If it doesn't write, then the pen is broken. Basically, it's very fairly wet ink, so right. I need some replacement, and maybe something like that. I mean, green black, which is also fairly wet. Uh, I could just do that. I don't know yet. Well, I've I've never had a dry diamine ink, so that'd probably be the way to go. Well, my problem is that I like light green inks and they are all, all fairly dry. Ah. That's that's an issue. For for example, Diamine Meadow, which is the ink I tried to finish uh, finish last year. It is so dry. There are pens where it just doesn't write with that ink. It's surprising, but checking that one off of my list. I mean the color, I'm I'm still going to use it because the color is great, but you really need to find the right pen for it. Okay, so probably like something with a really good flowing medium or broad nib. I mean, I have an extra fine nib that is also great for it. I still don't know how you can write with extra fine. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked to write small. You've got those six that you singled out, but I mean, you still have what? A hundred different inks to try. Yeah, I mean that—that's sort of the the opposing goal is to try as many of the 
inks I have that I've never tried. So I've counted them. Uh, and there's 15 bottles I haven't tried and 93 samples. <laughs> so, of course, I'm not going to try them all this year, but it would be nice to at least try the bottles. And then let's see. That's why I never got into the sample game. That's just way too many samples. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I mean, trading of samples is basically the was the idea behind fpc.inc right that's why i built it right to simplify that whole thing and it turns out that worked <laughs> I, <laughs> I i i i think i in bought maybe five samples and the rest of my 120 or so they were all trades well i mean we've got a we've got a pretty open community when it comes to like letting people try different things it's pretty cool yeah I mean, I never thought I'd get to try a pen with a tube nib and someone was like, hey, I'm going to send you a pen. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. So that always that's always interesting. Um, but 93 samples. I've got four and I still haven't cracked them open. Maybe I should. And then that next bullet point that you've got. Use yeah. pencils more. So I have I have this whole cup of pencils here on my desk and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not yet convinced if I like if if pencils are something for me or not. So I pretty much gave up on pencils a long time ago. So that one is never going to be a goal for me. Yeah, I, I really want to give them a try to see if that works for me or not. Uh, so I'm I've been thinking of using them in my journal and then let's see how that works. It should be a pretty good experiment. I, I sort of have to force myself to do that because I, I would pick a fountain pen every time. I, I'll try it a bit, but somehow I also have the problem. I don't know. You have to, depending on how how soft the lead is, you actually have to press on the paper and actually my hands start hurting fairly quickly from that. And that right there is why I gave up pencils. I mean, some are fine if it's really soft lead, but then you have to sharpen it fairly often as well. I don't know. And are you going to be able to actually live up to goal number five that you have? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not not poking fun at you or anything. But. <laughs> Buy less cheap crap. Yes. Um, specifically Chinese fountain pens. Um, well, the pen BBS pens are at around 30 bucks. They are not the really cheap ones anymore. Right. Buying buying less of the cheap ones is probably possible. Buying none, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, I it seems that I I'm slowly moving away from from buying really many cheap pens, and I try to buy less, but a bit of more higher quality pens. Certainly, I'm certainly not going to spend less money. On it's pens just going to be things. reallocated to other things. Yeah. I mean the last pens like like I don't know the the that that Caveco brass sport that was already sixty euros and then mm -hmm. those two pelicans were also almost a hundred euros and and stuff like that and who knows maybe at some point this year a really one of the more expensive pelicans 
uh, I'm calling it now. By the end of 2019, you're going to be dabbling with whether or not you get a Nakaya. I mean, judging from how how I progressed in other hobbies, that's probably the case. Yeah. Everyone in 2018 gave me so much crap. They're like, you know, you're going to get a Nakaya at the rate you're going. You're going to get one. And not only did I buy one, but after I sold it, I turned right around and bought a second one. Well, had a second one bought for me, but still. Mm -hmm. And that was within my first year and a half of picking fountain pens up. You, you, you started, you were a bit faster than me on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably a little bit reckless on the pen spending, but yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's the stuff I want to do this year. How about you? Well, uh, goal number one is to get the collection back up to the same level I had it in 2018. In amount of pens or value? <laughs> I think the picture I have in the show notes, let me pull that up really quick. Um, yeah, my pre-Chicago pen show collection. Uh, let's see. So if you look at that picture, mm -hmm. um, the cheap pens start with my Twisbees. And then I've got, so I've got two Twisbees, a Kaveco, two Lummi Safaris, and a Karis Customs Fountain K. Mm -hmm. Those were the only cheap pens in my collection. Everything else in that case, wait, no, there's a Conklin in there too. So the Conklin was cheap as well. But everything else in that case was minimum $100 per pen. Yeah. Um, actually, I think, yeah. So if you look on the left-hand side, They descended in order of price, just about. <laughs> so you're starting with an you're starting with like a six hundred dollar pen going into a five hundred fifty dollar pen, into a five hundred dollar pen, well two five hundred dollar pens, and then a four hundred fifty, and it just keeps going down from there. Yeah, um, I had issues. Yeah, that's a lot of money in pens. That's true. <laughs> it is. I want to. I want to find a happy medium. I've got my Grail pen. I've got my Nakaya, so I'm good there. I really want to try to get another Aurora. I want to find the one Pelican that I'm extremely happy with and leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And I really want to get my hands on another Visconti Homo Sapiens. I loved that pen after I made the modifications to the nib. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm meeting with someone for lunch who... In, in about two weeks, and he's bringing his M800 and 1000, and I get to play around with those. Oh, we'll wow. That's going to be a step towards the dark side, my friend. Well, at least I'm in Germany, so they're a bit less expensive. Yeah, you and I may have to talk about that, because <laughs> point number two for my goals for 2019 is to pick up more pelicans. So the last time I looked, uh, the lowest I could find for an M1000 was uh, 350 euros. Okay. That's not, not That's not bad, right? Um, let me go ahead and pull up US pricing really quick. Wow, with how I'm using my computer right now, you'd think I never touched one in my life. Uh, <laughs> okay, so an M1000 is going to set you back $828. Huh, that's quite the difference. <laughs> Before using the code two guys at Penn Chalet. Then after that, it's like 740. But still, yeah, pretty much for Pelicans, if you want to buy one, picking one up from a European seller is definitely the way to go. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we're kind of competitive on like the M200s, the 205s. But once you get up into the 600s, the 800s and the thousands, it's just better to go to Europe for those. Yeah. I hate to think it, but I have a strange feeling the Pelicans I'm going to try to pick up this year are most likely going to be M400s and M600s. Yeah, I mean, I have have two M200s, so it's a nice size, but I wonder, yeah, I, I'll have to see and really try and see if, if, if the big ones are also comfortable for me. I don't know yet. Well, one thing you may want to try with one of your uh, M200s is pick up an aftermarket gold nib for one. That's true. Right. They all like, like 200, 400 and 600. You can just swap, right? Um, I think it's the 200 and the 400. The 600, I think, is when it steps up into a different nib size. I may be wrong. Um, I'd have to look at the chart. There was a chart that someone sent me that actually had all the interchangeable sizes in there. Or I could just get this cool M400 with uh, that, that tortoise shell. You That's could really pretty. do that. Um, <laughs> I would definitely support that decision. I'm I'm happy to spend your money. I'll I'll live vicariously through you. How's that sound? Yeah, I'm trying to not spend money at least until April. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, at least not that kind of money. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, trying to not dead. spend money till about two a.m. So mm-hmm. yeah, the M400. Yeah, that's like around two hundred. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're starting to slip down the slope there, man. You're starting yes, to slip. I know. I know. <sighs> I'm thinking of my third bullet point in perspective is kind of weird. Phil was talking on the uh, snail mail channel in Slack, and we were joking around about him trying to keep his uh, inbox stack low so he could actually keep up with Inkorimo. And I made the offhanded comment that I was going to write him 28 letters in February. Yeah, I mean, you could just write him one big letter and just send out uh, one page each day or so. I was actually thinking about being sarcastic with it and writing one sentence per letter. (laughs) And then to get the full content of the letter, he has to wait until the last one comes in. So do you send them in random order? And then he has to assemble it in there, correct? Oh, wow. You just gave me the best idea. <laughs> so that's what I'll do. Next week, I will spend next week writing the letters and get them all put in the envelopes. And then starting three days before the 1st of February, that way they arrive on time. I'll start sending them one per day. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun idea. Oh, he is going to hate me so much when we go to record podcasts on Tuesday nights. The suspense. <laughs> and you just became complicit to a to a uh, pen community crime there, Urban. How do you feel? <laughs> uh, pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, aside from the crazy stuff like that, um, a lot of the goals pen-wise for 2019 are actually kind of business-related. Obviously, like this podcast, uh, the YouTube channel, I want to see them grow. I want to build our audience and yeah. try try to reach more people. I mean, I like what we do. Um, I know you've told me you like what we do. And yes, from I what do. I've heard from people that listen to us, they actually like what we do. So Yeah, it's surprising. <laughs> I know, right? 
I mean, here we are, you're up early in the morning, I'm sitting here in the evening, and we're just sitting here talking about pens while my dogs are snoring in the background, and I I actually enjoy having these conversations, and the fact that people like listening to it, first and foremost, thank you guys for listening, that's, that's awesome, and I just want to see how far we can grow it, so that's definitely a goal for 2019, just try to exponentially grow both uh, the Ink 12 and Two Guys Zero Planners. Mm-hmm. I mean... You are doing all the work, basically, so it's your goal, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'd say you're the pretty face of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, people know me because I've got a crazy name, but they know you because you created the most useful website that we actually have. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but... Who else took time out of their life to create a website so we could keep track of our inks and what pens we have those inks in? Well, not that specifically, but I mean, there, there are other tools out there, right? Uh, there are other tools, but I don't hear people talking about them. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still surprised at, at that, that people enjoy it so much. And yeah, thanks everyone <laughs> for, for using it and, uh, and uh, also supporting me because there's like, there's like almost, I don't know how many people are patrons for for me, but this more than covers the server costs already, which is pretty cool. And that's the other thing. I actually want to um, try to get my Patreon to where it's actually up and running to help cover some of the costs for this stuff, too. Because, um, yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly the costs for three podcasts will stack up. Yeah, and then you have pens you need to review, right? pens for the youtube channel um then on top of that camera equipment uh lighting equipment dog treats so my dogs will forgive me when i'm spending more time doing a video review instead of playing with them <laughs> i mean honestly like 70 percent of the patreon money would probably go to my dogs <laughs> it's what i do i mean i probably spend the good per paycheck just on toys for those two. Yeah. So, and they're good. They keep me in line. And I definitely want to spend more time with them in 2019. So that's a game plan too. And I'm going to jump to my last bullet point because it's actually kind of tying in with spending more time with my dogs. I'm going to be disappearing at the end of March, early part of April. We're still going to record. I'll have my laptop with me, so we're still going to (laughs) record. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Yep. Um, I think looking at our schedule, we may actually be doing two episodes while I'm out in Arizona. Uh Um, I plan on doing, I haven't talked to him yet, so I'm going to spring it on him last minute to see if I can guilt trip him into saying yes. But I'm going to try to do a video interview this time with Paul and Dan from Karis Customs. And maybe see if I can even get Bill Karras to be in the video interview, too. Mm-hmm. Or see if they'll let me do something interesting and, like, film them making some of their pens. And just do something really cool like that for the YouTube channel. Because I did an actual podcast interview with them uh, for BYOB last year. And that was that was a fun episode. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And I, I just want to see how it would work out if I actually did a video for it. So... I think it'll challenge me as a video creator, and it's just something I really want to do. The one that I don't know if I'll be able to do, though, is doing a video interview with Ron from Pen Chalet. Mm -hmm. 
Ron is a very, he's a very modest person. He's very humble and he's very modest. So like when I was doing the interview with them last year, I wanted to get some pictures and stuff, but he was kind of, kind of reluctant about being in the pictures and I get it. I really get it. He wants the company to speak for itself and he doesn't want to like put his, put a face out there for it. And I'm, I'm, but I want to see if I can, I want to see if I can actually get him to do a, a sit down on camera interview. I think that would be fun. Yeah. No pictures, but a video. Yeah, that will be difficult. That's, I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he already agreed to like sponsor a, a podcast and a YouTube channel before I even had a product. So he, yeah. he's taken chances on stuff before. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it would be, would be cool. That's true. Yeah. And then probably the last thing I want to do for 2019 is I need to meet Brad face to face. So you need to go to at least one pen show. Yeah, I need to go to at least one pen show to meet Brad Dowdy. So I'm hoping I'm hoping with how much he liked the Dallas Pen show last year that he'll want to go to the Dallas Pen show again this year. Because mm-hmm. then I only have to drive three and a half hours to go see him. All right. And everything else would be much longer, I guess. The next nearest pen show to me is the Arkansas pen show. And that's, wait, no, the Arkansas pen show is, yeah, five and a half hours away. And the St. Louis pen show is eight and a half hours away. And then the Denver and Chicago shows are 14 hours away apiece. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a bit too far. Okay. So you have to make Brad come to. That one show then. I don't think I can make him do anything. <laughs> Brad is a Brad is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I don't think there's a person alive other than his wife and children that could guilt trip him into doing anything. Uh yeah. I mean that's probably also good. I mean, you don't get to where he is in the pen community by just not having like a charismatic persona about you. Hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing I want to hear, I, I want to hear what other people's 2019 resolutions are. So definitely feel free to uh, comment on where we post this podcast, um, either on Slack or in the Discord channels that I spam this in. Let us know what your plans are for 2019. Uh, we'd like to hear them. I know Urban would. I, I definitely would. Yeah, that would be cool. And thank you guys for once again, taking time out of your weeks to listen to us. We really appreciate it. And until next time, say goodbye, Urban. Bye.